0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you do what you know is right. This week's episode features the Lincoln Project, which is a political action committee with a very specific mission. The founders of this organization are Republicans and have spent their lives electing Republicans, but have made it their new mission to defeat President Trump and Trumpism at the ballot box this November. The organization started small, but gained national attention as more and more people started watching their videos on different social media platforms. My guest today is Lily Goldman, and not only does she have a pretty cool name, but she was also really inspiring to talk with. She is 24 years old, and for the past year or so, she's been working in politics around the country. She began work in Seattle and then moved to Iowa and then again to New Hampshire to work on Senator Michael Bennett's presidential campaign. She started working with the Lincoln Project in late February, early March of this year when there were only about 10 people on the team. She is now a deputy director in the organization and is working day in and day out to keep everything running as they get closer and closer to Election Day. It's crunch time right now for Lily and the Lincoln Project team. And I am so glad that I got the chance to talk with her about the mission and the motivation behind the Lincoln Project.
1: So, the Lincoln Project is a group of Republicans and former Republicans who have denounced Trump and Trumpism. And our goal is to defeat Trump come November and ensure that Joe Biden is elected, and then beyond that, ensure that he is sworn in in January. The Lincoln Project really believes in putting country over party. It is not about Republican ideals versus Democratic ideals. It's about making sure that what we are seeing right now, we're not going to see it for another four years, because our democracy cannot afford it,
0: frankly. And we're going to just keep plugging away and do whatever we can. The Lincoln Project informs voters about what's really at stake in the 2020 election through short, captivating videos and their podcast. They want to amplify the voices of people who are putting their country before their party and encourage others to do the same at the ballot box in November. I asked who the Lincoln Project is trying to reach with this media campaign, and Lily shared more about their strategy
1: you know, we have Democratic support, we have Republican support, we have independent support, but we're trying to talk to Republicans and we're trying to talk to Republicans who either voted twice for Barack Obama and then once for Donald Trump, who know that this is not the leadership that they have seen over the past presidents of their lives or what have you. And I think we're also talking to college-educated Republicans who, white college-educated Republicans who have voted for Republicans in the past but this does not match up with their ideologies. There's always gonna be those hardline Trump supporters that you will not move. And I think at the Link Project, we recognize that we're not gonna have any influence on those people's lives, and they are hardline Trump supporters, and it's really hard to move those people. I'm not the polling political person on this team, but there are there's a lot of data behind it, and I think that we are seeing there's a small percentage of folks that you can move, and they are movable, and our targeted advertising is around topics that concern them, whether it's COVID and reopening schools or Trump said all those terrible things about our military vets and service members. And I think targeting those those issues and amplifying those messages and saying like, this is not American. This is not Republicanism, conservatism. This is just wrong. Those are the people we want to get to. And we want to say like, if this is the hill you want to die on, you should be rethinking this because this is not a person that's going to look out for you, or a leader, or a party even, that's going to look out for you anymore.
0: The American government is obviously incredibly divided at this point in our history. But this coalition of Republicans doing everything in their power to fight against Donald Trump is really hopeful to me. I wanted to get Lily's opinion about the shifting mindsets of Republicans in this age of Trump, and I asked her to talk about some of the moments throughout Trump's presidency that served as turning points, or as red flags, for anti-Trump Republicans.
1: Yeah, I think you have two groups of Republicans. You have Republicans that, back in 2016, they looked at the election and they denounced Trump. And they said, this is not a guy who will be a fit leader. Um, This is not a guy who cares about Americans. He's a businessman, he's a con artist, and he will not be the best leader for the American people. And you have Republicans across the board, A lot, many of them did say that. But then once he was elected, you had a large group of Republicans who fell in line. And they said, well, I need to make sure that I'm reelected. So I'm going to do whatever I can to do that. And I will suck up to Trump. I'll do whatever he says and ride out the next four years. And what we're seeing on the other side of things is Republicans who are looking at this saying, this is not just a threat to Republicanism or conservatism. This is a threat to democracy. and Those Republicans are who I would consider to be John McCain style Republicans, the folks who care about the military, care about their families, care about fact and the truth, and acknowledge that Trump is really doing almost irreparable damage to our country. And with another four years, there's this understanding that they will not come back from it. And so they've denounced Trump. The folks that haven't denounced him have said, well, I'm going to be on his side no matter what. And they think that they're just going to come back and be able to say, well, I just did what I had to do, but their voters aren't going to take that. And we at the Lincoln Project will be sure to track them down and say, this doesn't add up. You were all in favor of Trump four years ago and all four years of his term. So what's the deal? And I think a couple of things were the turning point. The way he speaks, I think COVID also has really done irreparable damage to his ability to lead and economy too. He's really just a failed leader on multiple levels. We see that thin veneer of kind of what his capabilities are uh, ripped away the past six months or so.
0: Political gridlock in this country is on display this year more than ever before. People around the country are relying on the government to help them through this pandemic. And our government hasn't provided nearly enough support for its citizens. Many Americans are skeptical of their government right now. And it's also why voting is more important this year. If you don't feel like your government is representing you and your interests, why wouldn't you take action and make a change? I asked Lily to share her perspective on this political skepticism. And I also asked the simple question, Why is it so important for people to vote in this country? This was her response.
1: I mean, I understand why people are skeptical of government. I think for young people, too, they're always told, like, maybe take a seat and relax and let the adults figure it out. And I think that's wrong. I think what we're seeing with younger people is this activism that they're able to tap into that. I don't even fully understand. You know, we saw with Trump's rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma, TikTokers were trying to reserve seats and they weren't actually showing up. And that was a massive activism effort that was wildly successful. And that's amazing. And that's what young people can do. They have this knowledge of technology that older folks don't have. And I think that, if anything, what we, we can see is older folks have a tendency to say that young people don't want to be involved in politics. And I think. Hopefully, what we're starting to see is that that's just not the case. There's a clear movement. And young people always start movements because they have the ability to. But voting specifically, I think folks feel like their vote doesn't matter. And that's just not true. Voting is such a privilege and an honor. And it's truly a civic duty. And I think unless you you are told that and you are taught that, I think part of the problem is our we don't teach civics, that's been said so many times, you don't teach people about voting in government. You have history classes, but like, it's not comprehensive in any way whatsoever. I personally vote for people who I know cannot and would love the privilege to do so. So whether you're like a permanent resident in this country or, and not a citizen, you can't vote. So I'm voting for those people who do not have a voice and Trump will have drastic impact on people's lives. And to not vote, you're really just saying, I am good where I'm at right now. And I think resigning to that is wrong. I think we live in a world where we have to look out for each other, but I understand why people don't vote. And I think it's because a, it's also, it's hard to vote in certain States. Some people think it's not accessible to them and they, they shouldn't vote because they don't know enough about what's going on. And I think part of the reason that that exists is because there is such a wealth of information and knowledge surrounding politics it's hard to sift through it. Twitter is crazy, like Facebook and Instagram, it's all crazy. And politics and the political world is just, it's kind of like an in crowd, but it should be more inclusive to people and say, no, you should vote. Like if you have questions, this is what people are here to do. We want people to vote. We want people to be engaged. And I think young people are very well positioned to utilize social media and figure out a way to make it easier to be an engaged and informed voter and American in our country, because I think that is incredibly important.
0: When Trump was elected in 2016, many people, myself included, were very surprised. As someone so involved in politics and the 2020 election in particular, I wanted to get Lily's take on how this country has changed these past four years and how the 2020 election is different than the one in 2016. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of things. Obviously, we have a confluence of events that have really opened the wounds to things that we already knew existed, but perhaps we didn't want to discuss, or we didn't have the language, or we didn't have the time or willingness to do so. But you have COVID, and you have people that are stuck at home or not working, and they're angry. And then you have people who are sick, and you have Black Lives Matter's protest and police brutality and housing inequity and making sure people, children especially, can get an education working remotely. And it's all these things that are somehow interconnected and showing us that the way things are now, for some reason, they're not working. So I think whether you're gonna see a rapid change after this, I'm not quite sure. But 2016 gave us Trump and he, Give people the ability to say exactly what they felt and they thought. And I think what Trump gave racists is the language to say, yes, I'm racist and I'm proud. And I think that that thread followed us through 2016 to 2020. And in some way, we are now seeing the direct impact of that validity of thought and thinking.
0: I, like many Americans, am very nervous for this upcoming election. So many people, like Lily, have invested so much time and effort into this election. But we should all feel some level of responsibility, especially if you are eligible to vote, because it's all of our futures at stake. I asked Lily what consequences we could face if Trump is reelected for another four years, and this is what she told me. You know, I so
1: often hear people talking about Trump and how he's an authoritarian style ruler and he's an authoritarian ruler. Let's not waffle around this. He is a authoritarian, he is in the pockets of Russia. He does not care about our country and he does not care about Americans. He will do irreparable harm to our democracy and we will not be the same country. And we are a fairly young country too, to keep in mind. like There is no reason to believe that we are completely shielded from fascism or authoritarianism of any kind. That is just not a reasonable thing to think at this point. And you're seeing these things that he just does every day. He lies and then compounds on the lie and says, well, that's just not true. And to just lie to people, it's so wrong. But when he does it every day, we become numb to it and he's done it every single day for four years. I don't know if this is true, but I'm going to say with almost 100% certainty that Trump has lied every single day of his presidency in one form or another. Maybe it's not a big lie, but the fact that this man has lied every day for four years is it's enough. And I mean, I think that this is the most consequential election in my lifetime and I really encourage people to vote and to understand that. I think Joe Biden said it: we are in a battle for the soul of our nation. And voting is a remedy for that.
0: So why why wouldn't you? If you can do it, you you really should. Lily is standing up for her beliefs and is advocating for the change she wants to see in this country. So, of course, I had to ask her my favorite question what advice do you most want to share with young people who want to make a change in this country? This is her advice.
1: Yeah, I think it's great and I think that it's really hard. It's hard work, but you have to keep doing it and you have to go to that place where you kind of dig deep and say like this is what I'm focused on and put the blinders on because people are cynical People that aren't in politics or aren't actively engaged or activists are cynical and they will tell you you're wasting your time, but you're not. Because you're, you're doing something that they're not doing and we need more people to be doing that. I think about, you know, like Emma Gonzalez. She's the survivor of the Parkland shooting in Florida. I think she's 20 now. But when she was like really active, she was an activist, she was like 17, I think she wasn't even able to vote. But her voice still matters. You know, her voice matters. Her voice is something that we should be listening to because she she couldn't vote at the time. And she should be informing people who can vote of issues that are important and relevant to people her age. And I think that's why activism is so important because it's not, it's not about whether you can vote or not. Like Whether you can vote or not shouldn't have a say in whether you should be, you should have an active voice. But I think staying engaged and staying informed and doing the hard work in addition to voting is just this complimentary thing that will, it it aids in democracy in a way that I, I don't think as many people realize.
0: Okay, so of course my takeaway from this conversation with Lily was pretty simple. Register to vote tell your friends to vote, tell your family to vote. It's more important now than ever before. And it's not only our right, but it's our duty as Americans to take this seriously. At the end of our conversation, I asked Lily how people can get connected with the Lincoln Project as we get closer to the election. And she had some great advice
1: Yeah, you can follow us on Twitter at Project Lincoln, and then uh, you can check out our website at lincolnproject.us. I think the best way to be engaged, if we're talking about engagement and activism with the Lincoln Project, is hop on Twitter, share a video, tag Lincoln Project, and share your story, whether it's Twitter. Like, we all have we all have things that we can just amplify to people. Why aren't we using that, that voice to say, like, you know, you should vote? I post things on Instagram all the time that are like, make sure you're voting, make sure you're doing this. And it might seem annoying, but it's just, it's what we have to do. I think it's an honorable thing. And I think anyone that chooses to be an activist is doing the right thing and they're on the right side.
0: Well, I want to end this episode on that note, because I definitely agree with Lily. Do what you have to do, because what you're doing matters, and it's important. Vote, protest, post on social media, share helpful resources, the list goes on and on. But get involved, because change comes when you do what you know is right. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can support The Lincoln Project on Twitter at Project Lincoln, or on Instagram at Lincolnproject.us and on Facebook at thelincolnproject.us. For more information, check out the Lincoln Project's website, which is linked in the description of this episode. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at be the or on Instagram at be the change podcast. Tune in for my next episode, but Until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.